0: This week on the Push for Lakes podcast, presented by Barebells, we chat about everything that went on at the Body Power Fitness trade show, what myself and Dan are doing heading into prep, and we answer some questions and we talk condiments.
1: All right, mate, in three, two, one, I hope you got your mayo, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik And me, Tom Hall. Sky Bob. I'm good, thank you very much, sir. I am a bit <laughs> tired still from the last couple of days at Body Power Fitness Trade Show. I don't know why I was so polite to you then and called you sir. Yeah, I've I literally never called you sir in my life. It was
0: quite an experience, to be honest. I, I smiled, everything. It was great. Well, um, I do like to make <laughs>
1: people feel good, um, you know, and,
0: that, and that's, wow. that's part of it. That's, so. that's never been less true, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're yeah, but, um, uh, we're, we're coming. At, I'm glad that I okay. go. On, Tom. We're coming at everybody a little bit later this week um, because of the uh, the trade show, and we thought we probably should. We did talk about doing a show and kind of cramming it together, putting out on the Wednesday. But we thought we'd actually review where we were. Um, I was there on the Tuesday. Dan had the whole massive two days. God forbid. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. It was, lo- it was yeah, long dude. to be fair, and if it wasn't for the box of bare Bell's protein bars I had with me, I think <laughs> I would have killed someone. It was good. so yeah.
0: so mm. All good, mate. So I think a little script of today, a little bit somber as we're a little bit knackered, um, but we'll we'll get into it, we'll some, delve into some decent discussion, of course. Um, yeah, we'll go review the kind of trade show, what happened, what happened when I was there, what happened all the time Dan was there. Um, who was there more than likely um, then we we we've both realised just chatting before the show that we're both in prep and we haven't talked about it to anybody um, even each other Ooh. particularly um, I'm like 9 or 10 weeks out so I've just been, I've just put together my peaking for uh, powerlifting and Dan is I don't know, a year, two years out of another sh- doing something else So um, it's a long time he did announce it on his Instagram stories I think
1: it's not quite a year, is it, Tom? 29 no, weeks, 29 and then what sort of years you yeah, well, <laughs> have? Um, Long ones, mate. Yeah, but yeah, um, it's uh, I'm, I'm gonna do a uh, I'm gonna do a photo shoot in 29 weeks. I decided,
0: all right, good, dropping it right at the front. Um, then I actually realized that I think about two yeah. or three weeks so, ago, so no, no, I realized that two or three weeks ago that uh, I put out an Instagram story thing about asking questions to me, and uh. I totally ignored two, which uh <laughs> I'm really apologetic. <laughs> um they know I did message them back afterwards and answer their questions there, but we might as well answer mate. it online just that just live. as a person i i I hit about i we we answered like three or four live like on the podcast and then uh recorded. but then i I forgot a couple so too many questions mate too many Too important um and then uh, we got tagged in something that's just ludicrous so um
1: yeah, Body Power Trade Show, Dan. What happens? Yeah, so it was um, it was a good couple of days. It was a free event, so um, that's always good. And there were quite a lot of big names, actually, I guess, in the industry there. Um, me, me and you were there. That's which so was... Yeah. Well, except me <laughs> uh, and you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good to network, and we saw some some great people. We saw quite a few people we had on the show, actually. So we had uh, so John Clark was there, uh, Rich Senewald was there, um, Phil Learney was there, saw him, uh, Martin McDonald was there, good to catch up with him, and Suk Sadu was there, Emma uh, we was... briefly spoke to him, Emma was there, good to catch up with her, so yeah, it was great to kind of catch up with all these great names that you know in the industry and we also um I saw Luke Johnson was there um briefly spoke to Chris Burchess as well so yeah it was it was a good um it was a good event and it was just it was just great to be there surrounded by so many people who really know their their shit um and it's also good to be surrounded by a few people who also know they are shit as well. So yeah, it was, right. it was a good, it was a good, it was a good event. Um, always full of laughs and banter and everything like that. And of course, um, plenty of protein bars and caffeine drinks. That's literally all all you go to these things for. So um, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, but yeah, I think it was one of those where there was a lot of a lot of good talks by a lot of good people and, and to say it was free I mean yeah people really should have gone I mean Mr Box had five talks I think it was um it which were pretty well received um and I was on a round table which seemed to go okay you were there Tom you you told me that I was an absolute disgrace to push poor legs into <laughs> the evidence-based nutrition world but I felt like I did all right um I didn't um make any stupid recommendations so I didn't well, um, annoy- annoyingly, too stupid.
0: annoyingly, right here, I was quite annoyed that you did not plug the podcast on the uh, because mm. one one chap did, and uh, then Chris Emmett
1: um, turned to me and was like,
0: "Weren't you above him in the rankings last week?" I was like, "Yes, yes, yes,
1: yes, we were." Mm. Um, yeah, I could have said that I had the the the, the number twenty five rated <laughs> podcasting, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. I should have maybe plugged that a little bit, but, um, there was a few people actually who we saw and we spoke to during the event who we recommended listen to the podcast, you know they were like, Oh, I'm starting out as a trainer, you know, I wanna learn.' Um, a bit more about how, how to get into the industry and stuff. We were just like, "Well, <laughs> I happen to yeah. have a podcast." To to. Um, so no, it was um, it was a great event, and, and actually, unlike Body Power, it wasn't too busy. So you do actually get time to speak to some some people, and you know, it's it's a lot more chilled out, and it's a little less in your face than Body Power. So it was um, it was really good, and, and we all enjoyed it. And it's always good to hang out with with everyone and spend a bit of time with them. Um, so yeah, I mean. That's kind of it in a nutshell, really. I think there was. um, I didn't really get to sit down and see many talks. um, I did. Because I I was a bit busy. So, Tom will have to tell you which the best ones were.
0: (laughs) Because I'm a massive nerd. I went and sat down at a few talks and ran away from Dan a couple of times. um, Because I wanted to go see some Mm. people. um, And. Just it's I don't know. I mean, this weird scenario because cause I was kind of acting upon I wanted to go network and go talk to loads of people, which is what these events are really. Um, but I also was there for Third Space that I had to go just look at some equipment um, like ESP Kaiser. What bike? What bike got a new bike out? Which Stephen Box and you were thoroughly disagreeing with the the point of it. It was just it didn't even know what a bike was. Um, yeah. Awful, but there's a new watt bike out? Mate, Get excited mate, personal mate, trainers, mate, mate.
1: mate. <laughs> a stationary bike is a stationary bike. You do it for cardio.
0: But who like, gives a shit? Seriously, the, the new what bike is called the Atom, and uh, it looks awesome. It's like black. You can put a tablet on it. It's got heels built in. All the all the like uh, the gear changing is on the handlebars. It looks sick. Um, but yeah, the, but the, annoyingly, what bike didn't have it there, so I was really. Off because I wanted to go see it basically and get my hands on it to see if we can buy them. Um, but yeah, went and saw some platforms. Basically, um, my review of the platforms is can't reinvent the wheel. Platforms I think are nearly as good as they're ever going to get. Um, <laughs> I don't really understand what else they can do, um, but they're fine because
1: apparently we're going to kit
0: out some stuff. I, you could
1: say the same about a bike, Tom.
0: No, no, no. The bike can get better. I mean,
1: it can get lighter. Sta- throw it around a bit. A stationary, a stationary bike can get lighter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. I love it when my stationary bikes made of carbon fiber. Cool. All right. So, actually, some of the talks,
0: Dan. Um, I who did I see? Um, I missed the clown on that was on uh, at ten o'clock, um, talking about twenty-five ways to do something. Um, Bumped into, watched a little bit of Emma's, Physiology of Dieting was pretty good. Um, Obviously, I I did actually sit through the whole of Dan's, for moral support, and because I'm his friend. So, I sat through all of Dan's uh, round table with with the chaps. I didn't really know, was it Shane Nugent was the chap that was sitting next to Rich?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because
0: Matt Warner didn't turn up. Which I was I was kind of annoyed by because Matt Warner is an XUP guy, which would have been quite interesting to hear his views on BCAAs supplements would be the only really fun thing. Or there was a steroid question as well, right? So I think I think in summary, of Dan's mm. roundtable there was quite a few questions asked, um, but it seemed to it was it was quite annoying that it was just nutrition, um, but it should have been opened up a little bit more. Um, but there was also you kind of got beaten around the bush with like. This one girl that really wanted to know about meal plans and um, like the insurance purposes and how you can create them. Obviously, uh, Ben Coomber said he would now have no problem creating them, of course. Um, but it's obviously within your scope of practice. Oh, there was another one as well that I got really annoyed by, which uh, Ben decided to answer. And this is this was one of the biggest things that I, I thought, maybe in the future when roundtables can be discussed, is I'd like some disagreement. Um, obviously, you were up on stage, but from... From my, our perspective, off the stage, I think there was quite clearly disagreement, but everybody was very, very polite. Um, so, especially when I think you mentioned it in terms of there was a per, there was a guy that was saying he, his client, uh, what he had an eating disorder, was suffering from bulimia, right? And then what was in your scope of practice to do, and what he was doing, and then me and Emmett and Laura were all sitting next to each. We said refer refer, just refer, I was like it's not in nice our scope of practice, you're not a clinical dietitian, and then you were like yeah refer and then I think Ben said if you can help them, help them if you think you are good enough, help them and I would love somebody just to be like no bullshit, if you think you're good enough then that, that's going to be when you're dangerous so you know, it would have been interesting to see, that was my perspective but I don't think I can run up on stage and say that and and then within the heat at the moment I think it was, right? um,
1: I think yeah i think it's one of those where to be honest um you want to remain professional because you're in a position where you're in front of the general public so there's an element of if you disagree with someone you have to kind of word it in a way that's like well i would maybe do this or i would maybe do that rather than just go no you are wrong because (laughs) there's there's elements to it that what he said was wrong like i'm not going to sit here and pretend like you know if your client's got bulimia you should pretend that you should try and help them through it it's just preposterous but um and again it depends on how these questions are worded because he said uh, the question was like oh if they developed it during your time working with you like what would you do or you know would you it wasn't like you knew about it straight away would you take them on because that's a bit different question but again yeah. it was some of the answers were like oh just go on facebook and find someone who knows what they're doing with that sort of stuff and refer them to them it's like yeah, no, no don't do that um and it's it's just a few it's just a bit of a i think some people who are popular they are popular because they're outspoken and they say different things and i think that the the consensus was refer out and be very careful and you know don't talk about certain things in certain languages and then two people decided to actually go against the grain and yeah. say oh just take them on and you'll be fine and all this sort of stuff um and yeah that question i had about about meal plans and stuff, and again, it's like, well, treading the line. Technically, legally, we're not allowed to give out prescriptive meal plans. Um, and then, I think the same woman asked a question: um, What would you do, you know, with a client who uh, is struggling to, you know, with, you know, uh, time constraints? They can't sit down and eat loads of food, and they're a parent, and you just want them to to do some habit-based things. What would you say? And I was like, well, you know, if they increase their protein intake um they would be more satiated and they would feel better so like for me straight away off on that example there i would say yeah. look get a protein shake after you work out and have a protein shake for breakfast and then she was like oh is that not prescriptive meal planning though and i was like no because i've not told them the exact time to have it i've just said have it at breakfast or have it post-workout yeah. i think um I think and it, needs, and it's like i've not said you know it's, there needs it's the prescriptive needs to be nature would like be, a
0: clarity I that is like prescription means you tell them what time and you tell them what dosage.
1: Yeah. So the difference, so that again, and it's one of those on a round table, it's hard to then justify yourself because other people have then answered the question. And then yeah. all of a sudden it, it, it's not the same question anymore, but essentially it's like, I've not sat down and said to the person at seven forty-five AM, you need a PhD <laughs> um, diet, way protein shake, strawberry flavor. I've said, have a protein shake for breakfast. Now, The difference there is that one is prescriptive and it's prescribing an exact product an exact thing at an exact time whereas mine was a bit more generic um than that so yeah it's and and you know people want to pick holes and they kind of and again like from a legal standpoint who's going to stop you giving out meal plans no one probably you know who are they going to report you to and stuff but it's more just from an ethical point of view of like me as a practitioner, I just wouldn't feel comfortable doing it because I know I'm not allowed to or should do. Yeah. Like if people want to do it, like there were people on stage who said they'd be happy to do it. Great, that's your problem. That's your that just shows your morals and your ethics, not mine. Um, and it and it's that kind of thing of people get around it by saying, "Oh, I just gave them, I showed them some example meal plans." And it's like, well, uh, it's just such a grey area. And you know, I, I've I've said before on on this podcast probably. Um, that you can sit down with a client and you can help them design their own. Like You can say to them, I've said to so so many of my clients, in fact, I'm gonna do it, this prep, is probably gonna eat the same thing for breakfast and lunch, Monday through Friday, because it's easy. But that's not, like if if the client's decided what that food is and there's a certain degree of flexibility, I ain't got a problem with that. Um, I still would never say to them, and hand it out to them as a new client after an assessment, here you go, here's your meal plan. Um, here's an example me Even here's an example meal plan. Like I'd expect them to have a few months of coaching before we got to the point where I'd sit down with them and go, "Right, do you want to sit down and design one? Like are you happy? You know, if, if you think I'd work, then do it. But more often than not, I would just say to them you do it yourself.' Like you know enough now because I've coached you. I've given you the knowledge. I think if you're a good enough coach, you don't even need to give an example one. I think yeah. you'd tell them, you know, you've given them enough knowledge to make their own. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was interesting, but it was it was as you said, it was a bit polite. It was, um, it was very polite and yeah. and and the tone was kind of set that way to start with so I was a bit like there's no point there's no point pissing people off I'll just kind of stay um, fairly t- to the point um, Yeah, and I don't think I think as well with those kind of things I don't think I actually whenever I got asked a question I don't think I kind of gave a really long-winded answer and I was like listening to some of them I was like just tell yeah, her what yeah. she wants to hear like <laughs> give like a I just felt like I'd give like a really simple like sentence or two or you know I'd maybe talk for a maximum of 30-40 seconds if that and there's some guys there are talking for like 2 or 3 minutes I'm like yeah. guys just just move
0: on I think the point is, is is like we wanted lots of people's um, point so I'm glad you's. that you felt the same so yeah it was just like alright Jesus Christ wonderful um, but yeah it was, it, was, it was a good little talk and then I think uh, what else did I do I went to another panel I mainly did panels to be honest which you get more bang for your buck mate that's why you do it oh,
1: exactly mate exactly. exactly
0: go go see all of all of the names um, I'm struggling to see which one it was there we go I went to the PT forum um, so Adam John Uh, I didn't know who some of them were, to be honest. Rob Beal. I knew who he is uh, because I've been sitting in meetings with him It's a consultant basis. Um, So Josh Mullen, who runs the UKPT's Facebook group. He's from Southend. He's got a busy job. He's got a very busy job. That that, that group needs regulating. Um, So Simon Herbert, meh, and Matt Warner. And Matt Warner was actually there. So he was cool to see what – because he's just opened the Gymworks. And I actually know one of his clients um, who – is part of my education uh, academy first base academy I think that's a thing I'm not too sure what it is um but he's part of my education stuff and I've been <laughs> disproving some of his work which is which is lovely um so it was I, I did want to go see what he was talking about so basically um and it's also this guy I'm teaching is a new PT academy trainer so it's, it's quite interesting I've actually got him to say the calories count like calories are king, when it's not really that kind of person. Um, but very interesting. But they, their topic was nothing to do with uh, like calories or training or anything like that. It was a PT forum thing, so it was more about... A lot of the stuff was about business, I felt, this year. A hell of a lot more about business. I don't know if that's just because I'm more adverse in looking out for business topics, um, because I don't, I'm not saying that I know everything about S&C and biomechanics and whatever, but um, yeah, it's very hard to... Upskill at the moment. So it's, that was about surviving your first two years in the industry. And considering I mentor and coach people that are just coming into the industry, I thought it would be a hell of a great thing to go see. Um, it was all very, all pretty cool. Um, it was just about how retaining leads, retention, being like self. I was actually the only one in in the audience that works in a commercial gym. Why the fuck am I the only one in the audience working at a commercial gym? Commercial gyms are great. Like, Fucking feed you people. That's why I, d- I didn't really get that. I was like, "Am I ever not busy? Damn, were you ever not busy when you work in a in a commercial gym? No, no, always busy. <laughs> not if you're a good trainer. If you're a good trainer, you clean up, which I don't. I didn't really get. So it seems it seems a bit barbaric to me that in a crowd of like maybe thirty, forty trainers that were there, I was the only one. Even
1: I think I think Phil um, Ernie talks a lot about that as well. He's yeah. like. Commercial gyms get a bad rap, and it's like actually got so many members there, and it's like, yeah, you know, like I know he's, I think he's, I think I listened to him once on a podcast or something. And he was saying, yeah, you know, like the the amount of people doing PT in a commercial gym may only be one or two percent, yeah, but one or two percent of like ten thousand people is a lot more than twenty percent of four hundred people, yeah. whatever it was, whatever the numbers were have to be. But he was like, you know, so it's all well and good, but actually you've got a lot of people there that you could convert and if you're good at your job and and he talked about that a bit on the um, on the stage I saw a bit at the end of one of his talks with Steve and he was just like you've got so many people in front of you and you're sat there on your phone doing absolutely nothing you know it's like unless you're full like you can't be <laughs> yeah. you can't be taking those opportunities to chill out and do nothing I
0: mean um, it's, it seems it's, yeah. I, I know um spoken to like uh, and Dean Somerset's written about it as well Dean Somerset who's like he's shit hot he still works in a commercial gym And he's been going forever, and he's just like, no, why would I leave? It's an endless stream of people that I can just come rehab, coach up. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always busy. I get to side my hours. All this stuff. Yeah, I have the ticks and boxes for the like the gym stuff, but absolutely fine. It was a bit odd, Um, but apart from that. Yeah, it was a good little talk. I'd go I'd re- kind of recommend if you don't know those names, um I I liked what Josh Mullen, the, the guy of the UK PT I think his his uh thing is PT Toolbox, seemed pretty legit. Um so I think they're a qualification company as well. I think they they do PT qualifications, um so yeah, he seemed decent. Rob Beale, I know. Um, he headed up He put all the training systems and all the systems in place for David Lloyd, Holmes Place. There's aren't clubs like 100 million. He knows what he's talking about. There's also like a page spread on him. He's a nice chap. Um, But yeah, those two are cool. I didn't really think much of the others. Um, But yeah, apart from that, I didn't make my way around. And just, I mean, we both got Mars Protein. That was good. Mm. (laughs) Apart from that. um, Oh, yeah, I, I watched Boxy. Yeah. I, I, I was nice to him and went and watched him for about half an hour on uh, he's good he's good Mr Stephen Box nice little nice little nice little talker yeah let's not be really too nice to him though. yeah I know a little bit annoying but he did he did say he has no friends about six or seven times during half an hour so um, mm. no social life which yeah <laughs> he needs to calm down on that but yeah it was good fun um, other people that are there I mean Luke Johnson did a hell of a lot of talks Joseph Agu Chris Burgess Souk oh I watched a bit of Souk's one that was really cool I mean people who got that for free is awesome yeah I mean mm. go <laughs> go see those stuff I'm sure Clarkies was pretty good because he's he's making leads yeah. I also watched a bit of Martin McDonald um very very ranty martin macdonald he's he's great to watch um he fills out a good audience and he uh is not scared about uh calling people out right in front of their faces even yeah. even yeah. like one one of his like one of his slides is just somebody's facebook page and just picking out stuff it is quite funny it's a bit ridiculing, but yeah it's it's, it's his thing that's what he does so and people like it i like it it's funny um I don't take everything so seriously so it's pretty. Someone's cool. got to do it, aren't they? I know someone's got to do it. So and then there was some other people like Laurent Bannock turned up on the second day, right? He's fucking decent. Um, he's really science man. Um, apart from that, it was good. It was a nice event. I think in all in all, um, if you're considering going next year, I would. If you're a PT, just like I, I didn't cancel all my clients. I moved all my clients from the Tuesday and just went on the Tuesday. I think that's just worth it. Just pick the day that that. Uh, Dan might be speaking speaking exactly uh, speaking <laughs> <of> that. <laughs> that's exactly what I did um, and then you never know maybe maybe we'll do a co-event next year you know and we, can, we can try and get that working in um, oh mate
1: I'd love to do that that'd be amazing that'd be class
0: <sighs> so Phil Learney, Stephen Box can do one and then me and you will do one it's fine
1: um, yeah he... I wonder who. I wonder which one will be more popular.
0: As we'll be on that list. Uh, and it
1: was also. It was also good to see Mr. Danny Wilson. Danny Wilson was there. Yeah. Who of course. again protested to me again about frosted wheats and where oh, they sat on the cereal <laughs> chart. Like, Danny, mate, we we've got to go because we can't carry on. No. <laughs> He still he try, he tried even harder to convince me, and I was just like, no, they're shit. That's excellent. They're shit. Good. Yeah, he's doing some good work as well. Go look up Danny Wilson on Facebook.
0: Um, so, yeah, all in all, Eddie Hall was there on the second day. Didn't get to see that. I was a little bit annoyed, but, yeah, nice. Good people, some funny people, some idiots. Um, yeah, decent show. Real good. I, I think body power. I think Nick Orton's the guy who, like, runs a lot of the stuff. So Nick Orton does oh, the main one, and I think yeah.
1: Steve Orton runs this one, or so ran this one mainly.
0: Cool, yeah, like, hats off to Steve Orton, the Ortons. Um, I thought it was really well run, to be honest. It was, It, was it really, was, yeah. No. It was really well laid out. Like, the show was easy to do. Um, everything was nicely set out. Yeah, real cool, real good. All right, that's enough plaudits. Dan, apparently you're 29 weeks out.
1: Yeah, so obviously I've, I've kind of... Um, I've been a bit slack. I've been a bit shit with, like, training and my nutrition and stuff. Um, and it's kind of been, a, to be honest, that like, I've just needed a holiday, like, for a long time. And, like, Steve mentioned this for a while, that he, I just needed a break. Um,
0: I think that's, that's part, um, important yes, for I, everybody to hear, that even fucking coaches get like that. Like even, Oh, no, definitely,
1: yeah. like... I could feel it coming for a while to be honest and i just never really we just couldn't really <laughs> take the time off to go on holiday and obviously having a little one it's, it's not as easy just kind of going away um and so we kind of picked somewhere you know went to went to Newquay because it was not too hot because again like with a two-year-old it's like it's just another thing to think about and um yeah a holiday with a two-year-old is never a you know a holiday as you might think it would be um so there's still an element of stress involved and stuff i caught up on some sleep and left my laptop at home and didn't train and just kind of really got back into the groove of figuring out what i want to do um with my physique and with myself with my family with my own aspirations rather than thinking about like the business and like team box and stuff so no it was good to get away and um yeah i came back sort of quite motivated and yeah, back to the gym, back in tracking stuff weighing myself and yeah I just decided I'm going to do a photo shoot in April I'm not going to set my sights on competing or anything just yet I just feel like I want to get back in the groove of um, dieting, training hard getting in a routine um, and just seeing what my physique looks like in a shoot again and then potentially think about doing a show uh, maybe towards the end of the season in like August September time, October or the year after potentially but Um, yeah I just and look I think it's one of those where you do need those breaks like you need to have that time away sometimes because you can get ground down with that that weekly routine and yeah training just sometimes doesn't you know slips on the priority list and that's okay for a short period of time Um, but I think unless you snap out of it pretty quick you need to figure out what it is that's causing you to not feel great about training because we all love training that's why we're in the industry Um, and if you start losing that love for it it affects quite a few things and I just uh, you know people were telling me for a while you're like you need a holiday it's my first holiday for two years proper holiday um since the little one's been born so it's, it's been a long time coming to be honest um so yeah i think it's just that that sort of spurred me on to go right i'm gonna gonna nail a, a date i'm gonna get a photo shoot planned and give myself a decent time frame to get back Um, feeling good again so yeah no I'm excited and i you know blocked the time out in my diary and spoke to Steve and we're back training with him again all that sort of stuff so yeah it's all good it's all good all good Um, yeah so hopefully I'll get absolutely shredded like I've definitely will look a lot better than last time I got on stage or did a photo shoot so that's something I know I've gained muscle (laughs) and I know I've got better in terms of my physique so it's not like i'm going to be doing it and stagnating i know that i've improved it's just not maybe as much as i could have done but um yeah we'll see what the next sort of 30 weeks holds really and uh yeah looking forward to it i have a little break for a week over christmas but other than that pretty full-on i guess Good so yeah i guess i'll be documenting a lot more of it hopefully on instagram and my stories and stuff like that and i'll probably turn grumpy for the last sort of maybe six weeks <laughs> but um no, I think I've also learned a lot from watching uh, Laura Baker diet. This she's done her prep recently. She competes in a few weeks, four or five weeks time, and seeing her do it again this time, I've learned a lot from her. And she's um, she's looking really good, and she's feeling a lot better about her prep than she was last time. And again, you just learn things each time you do it, and you get better at dieting. I just I'm le- actually looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to implementing some things that I've learned um, as well. So yeah, be good, but. Um, how about yourself, Tom? You are lifting heavy shit and putting it back down again in nine weeks' time.
0: I know. I think so. I think he for nine or ten weeks. Um, so I sat down with Andrew Johnston. Um, I'll, tell you,
1: I'll tell you what you should do, mate, is definitely remember the dates because you don't want to peak at the wrong time. So <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: I know. I know it's nine or ten weeks. I'll just peak for the week before and then just get fucked up by the other of the week. So, um, yeah, I'm... I'll be powerlifting, so I've only done one event this year. I uh, did look; I wasn't to do more than I, but I think I got injured and then fucked around. Uh, fuck you, football! Um, but yeah, it's been it's been good. But yeah, sat down, wrote my. I think it must be ten weeks because usually in my head, ten weeks is is like the run in time. So unless I've really balls myself up and give myself too long off, but um, yeah, ten weeks looking fun. We competing at eighty three. Uh, kilos in Bethnal Green, I believe that is in London, England, UK. That'd be one wonderful. Um, I think Mr. Tom Manns might be competing with me as well, so that'd be interesting. Um, a former guest, um, but yeah, it's I've I've taken um, so my prep like training wise, obviously it's. it's fine like i'm sitting at about 84 kilos so i just need to dip dip under that really so that shouldn't be too much of a problem um i'm not too concerned about that now because i got it quite a while but also i'm moving house in the next couple of weeks so i can't be bothered to do anything and i'm also at a wedding and an event so um life gets in the way but my training looks pretty cool so i've changed it a little bit Um, So I'm going to be hard for the next like kind of three weeks building up stuff and test my openers um, about five weeks out. And then I'll be literally uh, reverting back to I was looking at like a Texas method, but I think I'm going to go through something that um, I was talking to Mr. Tony Generalcore about um, is just doing some singles, single work, um, which will be fairly interesting. So just building up singles from about 75 percent and week by week building them up. To the event, basically, at five percent more, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. But um, I know one chap that I'm helping do his training, Mister Andrew, is uh, he's going to be using the conjugate method. So that's pick like a random heavy like variation each week, which is pretty interesting but it's like brutal as fuck so he'll need to taper for at least like 10 days before um but he pulled like 225 at, at 73 kilos last time so it'll probably work um yeah he's going for 230 it should be fun yeah be be nice i'm i'm the idea is to squat 200 kilos that's the, my main one um, that i want to do so that'd be cool to do but yeah, it's quite I've, a lot of weight. That'll be quite a lot. I'll, I'll probably get crushed by it to be honest, when I lift it off. But uh, that's that's the plan. So we'll see where I'm at in about three four weeks. Um, but yeah, if all all other stuff will go fine, yeah, deadlift and bench are looking okay. But I've set a target. I'm focusing this prep on squatting. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. alright, That is the end of that. Moving on, Dan. We did have a couple of questions. I had a couple of questions that I should probably uh, delve into. So, where would he go? So, <laughs> oddly, um, I think uh, Instagram name is Scramboli. I have no idea what that means. Um, but I've come back and forth with him. Nice guy. Um, but apparently we're we're some sort of inspiration. So, uh, what well, the podcasts are, Dan. So, be inspired. Why well, should listen to this, wow. guy? All right, <laughs> we were like, "Fuck!" All right, um, but so this chap's gone uh, to go. He basically listened to some of our podcasts and the guys we've had on, like Phil Lerny, etc. Um, talk about education. He's going to go off and do his PT qualifications. I think he's been holding it off for a while, but and has decided to do it. So good on him. Wants to join our industry, as wonderful <laughs> as it is. Um, yeah. So it, it was just uh, he was more of a question: Is there any particular companies for PT? qualifications that we would avoid um, or go towards. Um, obviously, cost is is the probably the main thing, and then what you're going to learn. Um, yeah, is there? Have you heard? I don't know. You're not really moving in the PT education circles, but is there anything that anybody that you uh, have heard of or a good or avoid? If you if you've heard bad stuff.
1: No, but I think the one bit of advice I would the one bit of advice I would give would be um uh, anyone who's been on the podcast as a guest, I'd I'd look at look at those people to be honest. Um as as education providers go, they're gonna be the ones that are gonna give you the best information. Yeah. Um but in terms of actually doing your level two, level three, I I don't I don't know. No. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I do.
0: Um no, there's I mean, I think probably the best thing is go join that u k p t group because there was a discussion on this the other day, and there was some people that had really bad rap. Usually, I like stuff for the people that doing with active i q seem to be doing some good stuff. The rep stuff means seems to be me. Uh, falling by the wayside the YMCA are standard they will always go to be there always go through their stuff I think they're okay um, I think I know a couple of the people that do the accreditations for that so that's fine I think they're normal as well you know come like all right fine he's done it through there um, future fitness as well is one that's I think it's fairly decent um, but again it's like I think a lot of people use this analogy over the weekend well over the uh, body power trade show um was once you get your level three that's like getting your like it's passing your driving test you haven't still don't have no idea how to drive that's when you start learning um and always look at a bit above that so i kind of recommended more of the cpd courses and be like just go do one somewhere but realize that when you come back to us after doing it you'll probably have to go and do like the ACA or if you want to do nutrition, go do MNU or go do something like that. Um, yeah, obviously there are others available. Some of them are shit and we will tell you that in private, but there are some that are great out there. So um, Also for like seminars and stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm still going to them. Um, I was at a boxing one. I've been to... What else did I do this year? Obviously I did the breathing one, that was alright, but them Tony's, Tony and Lisa, and then I'm going to the psychology one, and then I'm at an Exos event next month, which are cool. If anybody wants to go do athlete performance, I'll be I'll be at an Exos event next month. So I'll do a review of that. That's that'll be awesome. Um which should be cool. I get to be an athlete for a day. Two days. Two days. wow Yeah. <laughs> if anybody doesn't follow Exos they do literally nearly all of the NFL players for the, the draft and the combines they're, yeah yeah, they're bloody athletes so really cool um, alright second question Dan that I ignored um, apologies so from McCourt 028 on Instagram um, is this, this one's an interesting one because we both got a view on this um, hey man has there ever been a point where your client doesn't follow your advice yes and becomes hard to work with yes and not following your advice if so what have you done about it dan is there anybody that hasn't followed your advice um what did you do yep. what
1: happens any obviously um, leave names out of it um. <laughs> oh god <clears throat> it's it's more common than you might assume that you the assumption is just because someone's paying you money that they'll do what you say is just that and it is just an assumption yep um there's also an assumption there that if the more they pay the more likely they are to do it which is probably a good assumption but that doesn't still doesn't mean that they're going to do it um with coaching the skill is in ensuring that you make it as easy as possible for a client to do something um so you know, if for example you are saying to your client, "All oh, right, okay, I want you to increase your protein intake. You know, make sure you get at least thirty grams of protein in per meal." And you know, they just can't do it. All right, okay, then you start need to kind of break down as the reason why can't they do it? And it's like maybe it's like they haven't got the time, or they haven't got this, they haven't got that. And then you start going, "Okay, well, you've given them all the options you can." Like, oh, I'll get you know, protein shakes, protein bars, whatever it is, and everything like that. And it's just sometimes it just takes time to get through to them. Um, and often sometimes people don't want to do things because it goes against what they've previously heard or the knowledge they've heard um, or they've gained knowledge from some, somewhere they shouldn't have. Um, and it can take time for them to believe you. And often the, the thing that, that takes time and the reason that they, they take a while to kind of come around to the idea maybe is that they haven't maybe seen results. Um, I've found that the biggest thing... For me, is that once you start getting results with someone, they do more of what you say, even if they don't really think it's the right thing to do. Um, a lot of my clients, you know, they might come and be like, "Oh, you know, carbs are really bad. Like, I don't want to eat them." Um, and I'll be like, "Okay, well, what I want you to start doing for me is just have them before you train, um, and that's it. And all other times, don't worry about it. You can have what you want. Um, and in four weeks, they lose weight and they feel great in training, which they've never done before. They always usually get one or the other. They're like." prepared to listen to you and go oh, okay now i'm gonna have carbs at other times because obviously they're all right and so that, that's the biggest thing is sometimes you just need to get results of people for them to kind of really believe in you i think you always have to think about the level of complexity of what you're asking someone to do um that's that's a big thing you need to look at and be self-critical of and go okay am i asking too much of this person Um, But then, like I said at the start, unfortunately, also understand that just some people just are shit and they just don't do what you say. Like I've got some clients who know what they should be doing. They know that I've told them thousands of times before what they need to do to to change that. But there's something within them. They just don't really want to do it for whatever reason. They don't have the motivation. Um, But they'll then say to me, yeah, but without you, I'd be going backwards. At least with you, I'm just maintaining where I'm at. And like some of them don't have a goal of stepping on stage some of them just want to make sure they don't get too fat or whatever so and even when I was training clients in, in London they used to say to me oh the only reason I train with you is so that I can drink and eat what I want during the week and it's like well you're never going to get outstanding results doing that but that's what they wanted so um, it, it's it's really tough but I think sometimes you have to also um, know when to let someone go as well if you're just if your voice is not being heard anymore, and you can't get through to them, and you're doing the best that you can to the best of your ability, sometimes it's okay to just go look. Like, don't worry. Like, you know, maybe put them in touch with another coach, or you know, whatever. Um, but I think people are too afraid to do that as well. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty that's pretty broad and generic, really. I'm not really giving you any actual advice, really, <laughs> other than to make sure that what you're doing you know you kind of audit yourself a little bit okay am i making this as easy as possible have i thought about a different way of approaching this have i given them another option have i given um you know the instructions in verbal and visual format or whatever it might be and yeah um that's kind of it really i don't think i've really answered that very well have i
0: (laughs) you've answered it fine mate i think uh from my opinion it
1: happens i think that's the most important thing is it it happens it does happen. that's the thing to remember you're not alone
0: no, uh, I mean, as recent as Monday for me. So, one of my clients that I have been I've been seeing for about six months, I would say, maybe just a little bit over, um, fairly regularly, um, doing pretty good work. Sixty-four years old, double hip replacement over the last three years so one done then a year another done so fairly intense work right um and then but she's so this lady has chronic uh she's a very 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 low pain threshold and will immediately turn to a painkiller no matter what pain it is and we talk i'm i put i mean i just think the pain threshold is different um so she'll be on painkillers pretty much no matter when i talk to her which is annoying and we eventually managed to get her off painkillers but she went away for seven weeks came back with trained for the first time obviously she's 64 i took it easier but i still had a plan of what i wanted to do and uh, then she's reasonably hard to get along with anyway Um, personalities don't match that well but I was like, meh, she's been referred to me. I'll do my job. It's fine. I'll rehab you back. Yeah. And then, um, she seemed to enjoy it as well. She was like, yeah, this is great. Oh, for a long time. And then, um, kind of, and then we, she, she gave me a text after the last session and was like, we need to have a serious chat. I'm in awful pain. I've had to take this medication, la, 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 la. And I was like, all right, I would expect you to have heavy doms no matter what like really lot of soreness i you're sixty four years old I haven't seen you for seven to eight weeks, and we did a session um and it would have been hard it wouldn't have been that hard if you kept on training um but I I did give her advice and give her stuff to do while she was away, but it wasn't done. Um, so it was kind of helping, kind of help yourself kind of thing. I was just like, all right, you haven't done it. We're going to do some stuff, but we're going to regress it still. And it was a kind of... I. I got rid of her, Um, not on the back of that, I saw her again, and then I was just like, look, um, I know you're seeing this physio, Um, I suggest that if you want to do any resistance stuff, then go take their advice, because you clearly don't trust me anymore, Um, because you're, during the session, she was like, oh, this is a bit heavy, I don't really want to do that, I think that's going to hurt myself there, I think that's going to hurt there. I was like, um... I didn't say no offence, my knowledge base is far greater than yours and I know it's not going to do that if we do it correctly Um, I was just like, fine, cool, move on, do this and even though she's hip replacement and SI joint pain which we've recovered, she has no longer all I did was up a body work with her I I was just like, I'm not going to touch it so you go do that with your physio, it's fine I even disagreed with the physio on a couple of stuff previously and now she thinks it's great, which is very odd so sometimes just looking for that title right so I kind of let it go I was like yeah go go do it I don't care Um, it's not it's not my problem I I can quite easily fill your slot Um, so yeah interestingly it was Monday Mm. that happened to me Um, so it was fairly interesting it's an interesting talk as well when you're doing face to face and I was just like I think I think we should see other people Um, basically Mm. (laughs) it's like a breakup thing it was a bit odd I just think Uh,
1: it's, it's also something I think in the industry I think the assumption is that you You should be able to help everyone and actually you won't be able to help no, everyone. There are some not. people who who are not prepared to help themselves. So you will never, they, you know, they're trying to throw money at a problem to hope that by doing that, they don't have to do any work and they don't have to do anything. And I always lay out to all my clients and is that there's an element of hard work involved. Like, this is not easy. Like, we can make it as easy as possible, but that does not mean it's easy. It just means it's less difficult. Um, and it's, and I just think people are afraid of hard work. I'll be really honest. I think some people are afraid of, you're going to be hungry. If you want to lose weight, you're going to be hungry. Fucking deal with it. Man the fuck up. Um, And that's not how I say it to some clients, but there is an element here of like, you've just got to like deal with it. And I think you you attract what you put out and I think if you put out an image which is like oh it's all easy and softly softly you're going to attract those people and then it, they're going to be hard to, to deal with yeah. um, and like you said Tom that discussion you've had there with that woman it's just like I don't have to deal with this like you clearly want an argument you clearly want to do it your own way go and do it your own way I'm not that person and I bet she was a bit like oh okay like she might have thought yeah. you were you know you're desperate for the work it's like no I'm not desperate for the work love you can go like go and annoy someone else because quite frankly it's not worth my time and I think there's a point sometimes you get to with clients that you just have to say to them, look, go go and work with someone else because I've tried everything I can and you're not listening to me anymore. Like for whatever reason you you know you're just not listening. Um and like that woman, like goes away for 7 weeks, doesn't do anything you've told her to do, comes back and is in pain. It's like, yeah, no shit, sure, like it's your own fault. I've told you what to do. If you'd have done what you to you know the exercise I asked you to do and come back, you wouldn't have been in as much pain. Um but that's too much like hard work, right? And it's i I get some of my clients sometimes i'm just like look you need to hit these numbers or you need to you know focus on hitting this weight and there's only so much stuff you can do with a client around habit-based work and lifestyle changes and making sure they're eating the right foods and stuff and then you're just like right now you just need to hit these calories because you just need to lose weight or you need to increase this your steps or cardio and like each week if you just get excuses after excuse after excuse of why, why someone can't do it I don't know what they hope you like. Maybe they're hoping that you're going to give them a magic pill, but it's like, no, you yeah. still need to hit those numbers. You still need to do that work. Like we're not getting anywhere until you do that. Um, and it's, and it's just a bit silly. It's like someone wanting to squat hundred kilos, but never wanting to put more than two plates on the bar. Yeah.
0: It's
1: like, you're not going to do it, mate. At some point you're going to have to put more than one plate on each side. <laughs> like, just like it's baffles me. It really does baffle me. And, that, and that's why like with what I've been through recently. Like I'm not sitting here blaming anyone else. Like It's all on me. Like, I'm not moped around. I've not said it's so and so's fault or it's this person's fault. It's all on me. It's all my fault, and I've just turned it around and gone. No, I need to man up and just fucking sort it out. And it just frustrates the hell out of me sometimes when some people blame you. And we've had lots of um, I've, in my short career. I've already had I've had lots of people say, "Oh fuck me!" Like we, I remember we shared a client. Remember that client we shared? I swear, I literally thought you. I I was just yeah. thinking
0: that. I was like, Dan's gonna bring up this guy because uh, I think I did his. I did his screen, so I did a movement screen um, on him, and I was like, "Actually, um, I'm not gonna work with him, but I can, I can quite easily hand him to Dan because I think he would have fitted in a uh, in a time or space." And I was just like, basically, the first thing that he he walked in with like a, a knee brace on, right? I was like, "Oh great! This is gonna be this is gonna be fantastic." Um, <laughs> then I did a, did a movement screen on him, and yeah, obviously it was just the kind of normal jargon of like, "Oh, I did this. I used to do this. Used to do this. Used to do this." And I was like, "Amazing! I'm gonna do my music movement screen on him and then just move him on." I knew I wasn't gonna get on with him. Um, this is like we're talking like two, three must have been two two and a half three years ago now though right when we were yeah. pretty new and i was like all right don't worry i'll give you to dan i think he's got that time free <laughs> and then uh, you you yeah, took him on you had it <laughs> yeah a you
1: stitched me right up so he came in right he came he came in for the screen and tom was like yeah he's got this real big issue with his knee he played tennis you think he played tennis or something and um he was like yeah he needs to get his knee stronger
0: well, I didn't say he, he didn't yeah, I, did, I didn't. No, say he needed to get his knee stronger. I don't think those words get out of my mouth. <laughs> no,
1: no, no he to, he just, that's what he needed. He didn't need. He needed to do like um, he needed to do single leg work on it and rehab his his knee and stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, so I kind of had a look at, at his movement, and I just, you know, we we kind of came to the conclusion that he needed to to make sure that his knee was was stronger. And came up with this knee brace. And I was like, look, you need to take the knee brace off the training. Like, there's just no point. We're going to use nice, light weights. We're going all this sort of stuff. I think in the first session, we took it real light, real simple, body weight movements, and he and he came in the next session, I was like, oh, it's really sore, like my knee was really sore, and I was like, well, there's going to be elements of it, you know, it's going to be a bit sore, like it's, it's an adaption response, and all this sort of stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I think then, um, second session, um, he came in, and he was like, already hobbling in, like in his knee brace on, <laughs> and he refused to take it off, and he refused to do any leg work, and I was just like, so you want to get, stronger legs yeah yeah but you don't need do any leg work yeah yeah I was like this isn't going to happen and I think I managed to convince him after 20 minutes like to do some like uh, I think it was like band assisted eccentric single leg box squats but just the just the lowering bit not the getting back up again just the lowering bit
0: how did he get back up uh, again
1: no no just to and then I just said to him then double leg back up again I was like single oh, leg right, down okay. and they, uh, like you had a band and everything like holding on to <laughs> it so he didn't have that much pressure going through it my life, and he came in the next day with his knee brace on again. Then in, and he was like, "We can't work together. Like, I just can't do this." And I was just like, "Mate, I was like thank God you said that because I never want to see you ever again in my life.'" <laughs> it's just a nightmare. It was funny, but yeah. Like so... you, get, you get like you get nightmare clients, just like you see those people who go into restaurants and complain about every single item on the menu. Like, yeah. it, it, there's there's those people that just you can't help. So don't try. I think it's the classic
0: uh, like, uh, "Oh, I'm gonna send it back. Why, why? Why? What's wrong with it? I don't like it." All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah, you. So you. You ballsed up your order and ordered something you don't actually like. Good work. Right well um, <laughs> on. Yeah. Classic. Oh, I knew I, I don't
1: like this. Stuff. I just thought I'd try uh, it, but yeah. no, I still don't like it. <laughs>
0: Thank you. All right, Moving on. On the fucking topic of uh, of food, then restaurants. Um, nice little segue, down. Well on. Um, you know, condiments.
1: Ooh, that sounds like bollocks. Probably because it is. Stupid things on the internet this week.
0: What well, stupid things on the internet my, this week. Yeah, stupid things mean like... <laughs> I saw you got you know, tagged in uh, in a condiment conversation.
1: Yeah, my client, um, my, my client Jack, who is a, uh, a triathlete who can't ride a bike, um, which is really... <laughs> um, he fell off his bike himself. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he noticed that he works in the vegetable trade and he noticed in his, uh, I think it must be his like trade magazine or something that he reads, that um, mayonnaise has taken over ketchup as the nation's number one condiment. Um, Yeah, and he sort of said on Instagram, he's like, you know, it's probably because of the, the fear mongering around sugar. And I just couldn't believe that like people are like, don't get me wrong, mayo's good, right? Mayo's all right, but it's only really good for like chips and chicken sandwiches. Like what else do you really put it on?
0: Uh, I mean even when like pizza you need garlic mayo you just I mean mayo is okay with it but it's not well
1: this is this is the thing this is the thing like is it is mayo now more popular because there's different varieties like garlic mayo chili mayo or you know, like are they classed you know under the same umbrella? But, but anyway, I can't believe that like, it's it beats ketchup. How does it beat ketchup? It just Doesn't. That's
0: the thing. Because but also that they've oh. had the 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 fact is that no, you haven't had to like the variations of ketchup haven't happened because ketchup is fucking ketchup. It's good. It's awesome. It's fine by itself. It's doing well. Yeah. Whereas, you can't
1: make it any, you can't well, make it any
0: better. Yeah, exactly. So mayo, they've had to go out their way to make it better by adding garlic, add chili, add. I don't know, lemon and lime bullshit yeah. crap. That that was awful. Um yeah. yeah, and it's only good with like yeah, you mix it with tuna. Like, okay, cool. I I really kind of want the tuna, but I'll have the mayo that comes yeah. with the tuna. Or like and sweet corn or yeah, it just goes it's odd, isn't it? I think that but a lot of people have it with chips. I still don't I don't get the thing with mayo and chips. It's a bit
1: It's quite a French thing, I think. It's quite a French thing. Yeah, I thought thing, it was it? a French kind of European
0: but, um... thing. That's not what we do. It is
1: nice, like mayo, mayo and chips. I, if I had chips, I would tend to go for mayo over ketchup. But nearly everything else, I'd have ketchup with instead of mayo. Like it's not, it's not that high up on the list. Like, but uh, and and you know, Jack mentioned in the post, he was like, look, people are like subbing out ketchup because it's got sugar in, probably, and putting in mayo, which is so many more calories, and they're probably thinking, oh, it's fat, it's good for me, it's all right, it's okay, I can eat fats now. They're not bad for me, and without realising that they're fucking smashing the calories back. <laughs> um, so quick there's
0: yeah. a, qu- a quick game here top three what would be a top three condiment
1: barbecue sauce
0: barbecue sauce good shout
1: ketchup um, and yeah I don't know I think mayo would be probably number three really but only oh. because you need the versatility Cause only because you need the versatility that you couldn't have ketchup barbecue sauce and brown sauce i mean it depends on how far you want to go like i do like tartar sauce but that's only good with chips and, and mm. you know fish so um like chili sauce it's all right it's all right how about
0: ranch ranch is big in the states
1: yeah ranch i do like that on but again it's not it's not that versatile there's any certain things that go on ketchup goes like today i had like tonight for dinner i had chick i had really boring dinner i had chicken new potatoes and, and peas and ketchup goes with all the three of those i like ketchup every day ketchup with new <laughs> potatoes is amazing um, yeah i think i think mustard, uh, I tell you what's mu- good is american mustard
0: yeah and must i think mustard mustard makes its way into that something like that um some sort of relish i don't know i'm a i'm a big chutney guy yeah. i do like some chutney um i, I tell you what onion yeah. chutney onion chutney right that'd on. be great that'd be awesome um yeah some sort of chutney mango chutney is obviously a pop it on favorite if you you can't have them without and that other stuff i don't even know what the other stuff is but you dip it in it right um soy like a lot of people like soy stuff i
1: think um i think soy sauce is all right but it's not gonna be top three is it ever i think Point. we need it we need a poll in the in the group tom we yeah. need a poll in the group for this
0: i think i've done this i swear i've done a condiment poll um, I have to look back on it, and we'll 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 clarify next. It's a long time ago when the group was first up. But um, hot sauce, mm. I think Tabasco. That's a popular thing. No, but I think no, there, I think there's a no. type of like sriracha, right? I think uh, I think there's a type of person I do like. I think a lot of people like blue cheese as well. I, it can count as a sauce, I guess. It's my drippy in it.
1: Yeah, uh, but again, it, I'm talking. You're talking versatility there. Like, it's only like chicken with? wings steak. Chicken wings. That's it. Yeah.
0: Chicken
1: wings and steak. Like it's it's not. No. Not so, from right. what? Yeah,
0: right. Like, do an Instagram story of you. I know having some condiments. What condiments do you like, guys? I tell,
1: Jesus, no, guys. I tell you what we want is an Instagram story of your fridge with your condiments in it, and let's see which <laughs> which one's the best.
0: That's true. I'm gonna post mine out now. Uh, actually, I'll I'll, I'll do it. I've got sp- quite
1: a few of mine. I think. Yeah. I think same. that's the one thing when I'm when I'm dieting, I do tend to do that a lot because you'll have a, quite a bland meal, which is plain, and then you always add to make it different instead of having ketchup with like a brown sauce, or you have mustard or yeah. um, you know, onion chutney or something like that. So yeah, that's, that's always a good way of sprucing up a diet. <laughs> but un,
0: un, unless your prep coach doesn't allow you to have sauce Dan, which is which does happen, we unless.
1: Do unless you've got an absolute fucking retard <laughs> of a prep coach, uh, you'll be allowed them yeah, yeah.
0: so if you, you know, there's like that there is literally um, places that do zero calorie sauce um,
1: well don't go that far
0: because they are really
1: ranking but, um, uh, but but I've got I think I've got like, now even the reduced sugar
0: like who's who's getting yeah the reduced sugar but who's buying like normal mayo nowadays when there's
1: light mayo right next to it and it tastes virtually the same yeah I don't know, mate. But I was just going to say, yeah, I have um, I have reduced sugar ketchup, and I realized it is a lot better mm-hmm. um, on the calorie front, but tastes exactly the same. Again, yeah. like, just go for the reduced sugar ketchup every day, and you can have double the amount. Mm-hmm. On, the <laughs>
0: <module>. <laughs> on that note, double ketchup. I think it's time to end the show. Um, right. Uh, I don't think there's any – there's no housekeeping to get – get done i believe um i guess we'll post a couple of massive shout
1: out to massive shout out to bear Bills, of course who sponsored the podcast and course, unfortunately yeah. are out of stock again everywhere i've tried getting them from which I is think, absolutely uh, gutting
0: i'm pretty sure that's our doing so that's all right um thanks guys for buying <laughs> bear Bills, um <laughs> if you have bought them on uh, our recommendation i'm sure you you uh, have not been disappointed also uh shout out to emily pointer who got her who entered the competition? And yeah, and if, her, you have,
1: if you have and got, bought her, them, uh, got her if you have got them on a recommendation. Tag us, tag them in them. Yeah, I think that's what you should do. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> do a little Instagram story of that going through there. We'll, we'll quite happily take a screenshot and put that out. Um, cool.
1: cool. Awesome. Yeah, and by the way, you. guys, um, you, know, the podcast, <laughs> um, you know, with the podcast, I am part of the podcast, so you can <laughs> tag me and shit. All right, like, yeah, yeah. That, that was Tom's the only one that <laughs> seems to get tagged and shit. That was like, really
0: bitter about, like, I get tagged. I don't know, at least ten to twenty times throughout the week about stuff that's happening from podcast people who are listening or whatever. And Dan would like to be involved. His Instagram handle is <laughs> Dan Team Box, um, and just because hasn't got push for these podcast in the end of it, um, mine's a bit long, but yeah, Dan Team Box because he's. I love T box, um, but yeah. Apart from that, he does like to get tagged and stuff because he, he he doesn't think anybody listens basically. So I well,
1: know <laughs> well, exactly. We get like we get to the show and Tom was like, oh yeah, someone tagged me in this, someone tagged me in that, someone tagged me in this, and I was like, oh brilliant. I was like, yeah. thanks. I think
0: they thanks just ta- I think they just type in Push for Lace podcast and my name will, will automatically come up. So it's good. It's nice. I like the I like the tags. So mm-hmm. keep them coming, guys. They're they're amazing. Mm-hmm. I always reply to every single one as well. So always good. Well I
1: would re- I would
0: reply <laughs> I would reply to every single one. All right guys. Um, thanks for listening to the show and we will catch you next week.